Welcome to the Thousand Greens podcast. I'm your host, Love Goel. Thousand Greens is the social network for members of private golf clubs seeking camaraderie through golf. Golf anywhere, friends everywhere. Listeners, I'd love to hear from you directly. Shoot me an email if you have any questions or comments about what we're working on here. We would love your feedback and thoughts on how we can improve this content. Information on how to contact us is located in the show notes. As always, if you're thinking about joining the network, direct your browser to thousandgreens.com or download the app on the App Store. Today, our guest is a good friend of mine, Jim Chappell. Chappie, as he's known by his golf buddies, is a Bay Area native who spent his career in high tech. Recently, he relocated to North Carolina to be closer to family and to his other love, college basketball. We dive into the very early days of Thousand Greens and hear about the founding story from one of the first 10 members of the network. Be careful if you get into a gin game with Chappie after the round, though. You'll likely leave with a lighter wallet. But I guarantee you with a wonderful set of memories from the day. Welcome to the show, Jim. Thanks. Good to be here. So, Jim, this is this is actually an interesting interview because you were the first person that I've interviewed that I met before Thousand Greens. I, I would love for you to tell the story of how we met. I do get to take credit for introducing you to Manish. Our meeting was probably not one would expect to find you, but not so surprising (laughs) for me. We met at a Passover dinner table, sat across from each other, and the host and hostess uh, knew that you had a golf affinity And they certainly knew I had a golf affinity. So we were strategically placed across the table from each other. And I think there was a dinner and a bunch of other stuff, but there was equally an incredible amount of golf chatter that started that evening. (laughs) And I think my, my very clear memory from that night was you were wearing a tobacco road shirt. And I was like, man, I haven't played there. I need to, I need to talk about this. And, and that was, I, I think that was imme- the immediate first question I asked you. So, and that's what prompted a very long friendship now I can tell. So indeed, indeed. Um, yeah. I remember that night fondly. But Jim, I, I know you, uh, you were in the Bay area at the time. Uh, you know, that was almost, I think now 10 years ago. Where, where are you now? Uh, what, what are you up to? What's keeping you busy these days? In COVID, uh, we um, made the decision to leave the Bay Area. I was a Bay Area native, um, so I was zero to 60 in San Jose, Las Gatas, and uh, picked up and moved to the Raleigh-Durham area in North Carolina, because in addition to golf, I have a fondness for college basketball, and this is a really good place to enjoy college basketball. Probably the main magnetic attraction to get us to this coast is a two-year-old granddaughter, which uh, tends to have those attractions for uh, folks as they move along in life. So what are you working on these days to keep you busy other than uh, obviously raising a wonderful granddaughter? My days, non-golf days, uh, tend to be spent supporting early stage tech entrepreneurs. Uh, I have uh, had the good fortune of being in high tech for my entire career. And I have about mm, a half a dozen small companies right now that I provide advisory, mentoring, board, 
active engagement with predominantly helping them think about customers, who they are, how to go get them, and, uh, you know, of course, drive revenue through that. Tell us about how you started playing golf. Did you start playing golf in the Bay Area? Yeah, so I was thinking about this. I'm pretty sure 2023 represents golf year number 50 for me. So I uh, absolutely started playing golf in the Bay Area. I, I have, I'm number four of five kids. My two older sisters both had, you know, SOs at the time who played golf. And I'm the 12, 13 year old kid who's going to go out and hang with those guys. And so I started playing golf and uh, it was, uh, it was one of those magnets and I got attracted to it and never really thought much other than just go play. But, you know, there was a schoolyard. I could ride my bike over with a sand wedge and a pocket full of uh, balls and go hit shots in the schoolyard uh, until I could afford to go to a golf course. As you're growing up, tell us about your trajectory through the game. Did you play competitively as a kid in college? So that's a a fun story. I, um, I had a high school history class with a very good friend who was a a highly accomplished golfer. He and his, his brother were both very skilled golfers. I think his older brother won the league championship, went on to play collegiate golf. Um, But we're in this high school history class with a history teacher who happens to have lived, he's no longer with us, in Santa Cruz, California, and was a member of Pastiempo. Uh, One of my favorite memories about Mr. Watson is his license plate was EZ Par 3. And for anyone who knows Pastiempo, that would epitomize the third hole at Pastiempo, which is far from an easy par three. And so I started drawing golf courses during the history class. And my buddy said, hey, stop running track. Let's go play golf. You, We need a warm body on the golf team. You have an interest. And so I turned into a high school, but not very good golfer. And then I kept playing through college and uh, finally got my game down to a single digit and have just loved it ever since. And probably the next significant thing was I started a metadata business associated with the game of golf before the internet existed. So this was in 1991, building a a business. And then I essentially co-founded, I joined uh, the group that built shotbyshot.com, which is a still running game improvement website and application. Amazing to me how many folks that end up falling in love with golf try to make it their life somehow. Yeah. I mean, look at look at what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, well, my mantra, because at the time I was working for a storage management software company and my mantra was the worst day thinking about golf was better than the best day thinking about backup and recovery. <laughs> so you mentioned that you got down to a single digit. I know from having played with you plenty that you're very much a single digit golfer, but I'll let you tell the story. What What's it like to play uh, a round of golf with, with Jim or Chappie, as you're called by your buddies uh, these days? 
a round of golf with Chappie usually starts with some kind of bat. At the club I belonged to in California, it was a bat in our group and indie bets with guys in other groups so we could match cards at the end of the day. It included, uh, you know, tip- pretty typical Nassau, but always good fun, good banter. I am a play fast, but have fun golfer and uh, generally enjoy the walk of golf as much as anything that I do. How about the after golf activities? Usually, so I'm a morning golfer. So usually after activities included food. And one of the, one of my golf, the best things about golf in my life is that I was able to uh, cajole my son into sticking with the game. And he uh, is a very capable eater. So every time we played golf since he was eight years old, food is included. Now that he's nearly 30, food and libations are included. I tend not to be a guy who drinks a lot during the round, but I'm perfectly happy to have a few after the round. And as I think you may recall, I like a game of gin with my golf. And I'm going to squarely lay the blame on your shoulders for making me a gin addict as well. <laughs> I, I now love to have a game of gin after I, I play golf as well. Okay, so I want to transition a little bit and talk a little bit about your personality as a golfer, right? We meet a lot of different characters on the golf course. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're guys that are equipment nuts, uh, architecture aficionados, people that you know, love to drink on the course, whatever the various personalities are, which, which, which of those personalities is Jim? Given the note about starting a data business for the game of golf a long, long time ago, I am, I am a data guy, certainly for many of the things that occurred at my club uh, in California, the new club less so, but the club in California I'm the guy who organized things, kept track of all the data, kept track of all the bets. You know, when it's fun and complicated, kind of where's the money? Who can keep track of the money? Who do we trust with the money? And we'll get it all back. That tends to be uh, part of my demeanor. And so as it relates to the game of golf, uh, I would say I'm probably a data guy more than anything else. Having now moved to North Carolina, and I know... There are some among the the TG Grant gang who may not appreciate Donald Ross Greens. I have become a huge appreciator of Donald Ross Green complexes. To all the listeners, if you need someone to keep track of the bets on your trip, be sure you give Chappie a ring because that's a really hard guy to find, I find, in the games that I play. You mentioned that you've become a fan of Donald Ross Greens. I'm going to put you on the spot. What are your top four favorite golf courses? So it turns out none of them are Donald Ross golf courses, but Ballybunion Old, uh, North Barrick West, any golf course in Hawaii, because being in Hawaii and playing golf is just good. And I, I, oh, actually, there, so my, the one climbing my list is Ross, is Mid Pines. Because I'm now in the sand, sand hills or near the sand hills, and I truly appreciate 
the kind of course that it is with the challenge and complexity it has. I absolutely love Mid Pines when I went out to North Carolina, what it feels like almost 10 years ago now. So <laughs> I could, couldn't agree more. Had a, the best trip. Actually, I went and played Tobacco Road on that trip, Mid Pines and Pine Needles. And it was absolutely fabulous. Yeah, they're great. They're great fun. And it's really nice to be an hour and 20 from them. Like it was an hour and 30 from Monterey, right? You got to have something close enough. <laughs> so I know you have a few of these stories, but I want to hear what what is the best shot you've ever hit? Or do you have a hole in one story or a few that you want to share with us? So I am the proud owner of two holes in one, and they both are good stories. The first uh, was um, the 11th hole at La Hinch, the first time I was in Ireland, and it was the first round of our Southwest Ireland tour. So first ace on the 11th hole, I saw it go in. So that's, you know, that just kind of made that story. And then the second one, I don't know, I'd love to hear how many other people have faced this. But I got a hole in one and lost the hole. I was playing with my son at our club in Las Gatas. He was 10 at the time. He got two strokes a hole. He makes birdie. I make ace. He has a net zero. So that is my other hole in one story. (laughs) Despite losing the hole, I bet it was pretty awesome to have a hole in one with your son. Yeah. Yeah, it was. uh, It was awesome. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I would love to hear from our listeners whether anyone else actually has that same story. That's awesome. That's very, very cool. If you were king of golf for a day, what, if anything, would you change? A rule, etiquette, dress code, you name it. So I have the magic wand. The magic wand is that you can no longer design a golf course where walking isn't a viable alternative. The game is meant to be walked. The golf courses I love the most, um, A, don't tend to have a bunch of houses running through them, and therefore you get the you get nature, you get the uh, ability to kind of you know, you can see other people on the course. You can kind of see other parts of the routing. The courses for me that I love the most have that characteristic. And obviously, uh, the courses in Europe, in, in the, the island, the UK and Ireland, all kind of have that. The classic courses in the US generally have that. Uh, and so, and I love to, I love to walk a golf course, right? And and being able to do that needs fewer card paths and fewer green to tee walks that are 100 or 200 yards. You and I have had a lot of fun playing the golf course, but I want to hear about a time where you have had as much fun as you've ever had playing golf. Back to the numbers and back to kind of organizing fun groups. Uh, The club I played at in Los Gatos has had a tradition, it's probably 20, 30 years now, of a Wednesday night skins game. And the Wednesday night skins game at this club generally is between 12 and 24 guys paired off in teams. Um, 
playing simultaneously, essentially. You've got however many groups it is, first tee, both partners tee off at the same time. And then we proceed to play an alternate shot. And uh, for me, golf is so much about fraternity and being with people in a consistent, regular basis. And that memory will live forever. It's not an event. It is a game and a part of the fabric that uh, I love about the game. And when, before we started recording, you and I got to talking a little bit about uh, golf books that we both enjoy. Uh, and I know you're an avid reader of golf books. So uh, for for our listeners, why, could you share a couple of recommendations of golf books that you have? Because I haven't had many real pro lessons over my golfing career. I read Golf My Way when I was 14 or 15, and that had, which is a Jack Nicholas's uh, original book, that had an awful lot of influence on the way I think about the game and the way I play the game. One of the books I love uh, is called It's the Damn Ball, right? This would be such a good game, an easy game, if the ball wasn't involved, and that damn ball is always there. <laughs> and so, um, the, you know, those are two that uh, kind of strike me. Of course, they're there are many more, but those are a couple that uh, kind of live in infamy for me. One of my favorite sayings on the course is, man, that swing felt so good. The ball just didn't get in the way, right? <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. uh, you know, it's, it's always just staring at it, staring at you, waiting, to, waiting for you to make a mistake. So Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about how you and I met and you were the, actually the reason that I met Manish. Tell me your story of how you met Manish and got involved with Thousand Greens to the extent that you did. So Manish and I uh, were members at the same club in Las Gatas. And uh, he started and we played quite regularly together. Uh, and he started talking about this idea he had after his well-known frustration trying to get times once he was retired and getting to play different places. We started iterating ideas, and he then went off and built the original version of TG. And uh, he knows the number. I don't know the number, but I'm probably in single-digit subscribers uh, in the original TG list of membership numbers, if, if there is such a thing. So I was a, a very, very early adopter, a very early evangelist. And uh, just love the idea of extending the, again, the fraternity and the camaraderie of, you know, what golf can mean when people who, hey, just like to get out and have a good time and play the game and see different places come together. Do you spend much time uh, hosting uh, folks uh, at your club? I, I have a continuous host opportunity on my at, at my club. So anyone who's coming to the triangle, uh, I've, I've had people, oh, I'm, you know, here having my kids look at UNC or look at Duke or look at NC State. Can I come play? Sure, come play. Uh, so I'm very happy to host uh, here in the area. 
In addition, I've had the very good pleasure of playing with others at their courses and and having many people offer. And and I've not gotten to play there yet, but I plan to. (laughs) I'd love to hear some of your favorite stories from hosting on Thousand Greens. I got the opportunity to host a a member of the military and his wife who were going to be in the area. They're members at Army-Navy up in the D.C. area. Came down, you know, we had a great day out on the golf course. It was a pleasure to get to, you know, host someone who serves the country. You know, that was one that that I found to be really enjoyable. There have been a couple of others, but candidly, actually, there was, I tried to host this guy. You may have heard of him, Izzy Dawood. When I was in Las Gatas, I had a hosting <laughs> game. It was all set up. He was going to join, and then, alas, no show. So, well, that sometimes happens, but I hear he's a good guy. <laughs> I feel like if I post what you just said, I'm going to catch a lot of flack <laughs> because I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't actually make it to the game on Friday <laughs> because of work. So. Yes, of course. Fair enough. Why specifically did you become a founder member? I'm committed, right? I was always committed to the platform, the, you know, with enough kind of rapport, relationship, understanding of the investment that Manish had made. It was a pretty easy decision to just jump in the boat with him. I've been in the boat, feel like I've been in the boat on this since the beginning anyway. And so Founder Club feels like an apt Uh, moniker for my involvement. What unique experiences has Thousand Greens enabled for you that you would not have otherwise had? So I have happily and will continue to happily participate in the uh, Thousand Greens Match Play League. I think it's just incredible that we can gather people from regions of the country, around the country, around the world. Uh, You know, I uh, happily made it through a few rounds. So I won a few matches, which is always, which is always a fun way to go. But even without it, I've met some great people, played some great courses. And uh, I love that aspect of it. Of course, I don't know that I've done a, a separate event yet. I think I wanted to, but couldn't make one. And but I certainly have played in a couple of other things that uh, that have come up and intend to uh, in the future. What are you hoping to further explore with Thousand Greens? Can you tell us about some of those games that you're you're hoping to get set up? I was bummed that I couldn't make it to Ballyneal. So there was the gathering there. I look at the events that come up and if they have proximity for me, I'm very eager to, you know, I'm going to be eager to jump in and join some of whenever I'm traveling somewhere and can negotiate with my better half uh, a day for golf. I usually try and find a game to uh, see if I can get uh, find a host somewhere and play. And then I, I think that there's a great opportunity for people who engage around Thousand Greens to 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 leverage the 
true fraternity, right? And the true camaraderie that comes through getting together with folks. And, you know, whether it's a specific event, whether it's kind of tournaments, whether it's matches, whatever, uh, or or just hosting back and forth, eh? all of them have have great value, great fun. And, you know, sometimes you click with some t- someone and sometimes you don't, but that's part of the experimentation. And for me, that's part of what the game allows, right? We, it, we're all outdoors. It's not like we're closed into a room. You can talk to people if you want to. And if you find you you don't want to, fine, you're still going to play a game. It's in a beautiful place. You get to smell the cut grass. It's good fun. Uh, who are some of the people you've met through Thousand Greens that you really enjoyed getting to know? Of course, got to, you know, have known have known Manish for quite some time. Uh, I've gotten to know uh, Izzy a bit. Uh, I've gotten to root for, haven't met Hecky, you know, got to root for him when he came down to Monterey to battle with Manish and with the Paul Coley uh play by play. I was tracking that on, I think on a WhatsApp or somewhere I saw that. Um, I've gotten to play out here. Bill Gain uh, is, a, is a member at a club in Richmond. I played with a few times. I played with JJ down in Florida. Um, so, you know, it's been, it's been a good group of folks. During COVID, we had Thousand Aces and obviously Thousand Green, A Thousand Drinks has turned up a bunch of different uh, characters and that's been <laughs> a great aspect to this whole community what would you say to someone that's on the fence about joining thousand greens if you love the game of golf and you love to play with people who love golf then thousand greens is the place to be but well, jim thank you so much for your time sincerely appreciate your thoughts Thank you so much. It's been fun chatting.